The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. All right, all right. We are all set. We hope you are as well. John Scholes here along with Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner Samfiru to mark an LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm across this land. You can check that out for sure. Look, if you have questions about employment rights, this is the show for you. You've been terminated. You've been laid off. You've had uh, problems at work with your boss, wrongfully dismissed, experienced changes to your job since uh, COVID-19 has come and is still here. This is the show where you want to chime in. Of course, here's where you want to talk about it and get some answers right off the hop. And this is, if, if that's not enough incentive, how about this? On the show today, we are focusing heavily on all about mandatory vaccines. How much misinformation and gray area is there in people's minds, including myself, about uh, who's doing what, when can we do what, what government's doing this and that, what do I have to do, what can they make me do, what can't they make me do, but all about mandatory vaccines. So you're going to want to chime in on the show today. Uh, for sure. So we'll talk about that and maybe get to some emails. That email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And you'll always have the free and uh, excellent option of pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That website is built just for you. But uh, we'll get her started here. My brother, the week that was, what has been happening? Well, John, as, as you mentioned, and I don't think it's going to be a surprise to you or, or anyone, that the, the hot topic, the biggest topic has been mandatory vaccines. And the legality of mandatory vaccines. And I've kind of uh, timed it pretty much in the last week, John. I've been getting an average of an email a minute uh, on this issue uh, over the course of a day. So this is obviously one topic that has struck a chord with many individuals, employees, and employers. And we need to discuss this. We need to understand the legalities of having a mandatory vaccine policy. Can an employer do that? Can they not? What happens if they threaten the loss of your job or if you lose your job as a result? So we're going to cover that on the show, but I know you have questions because I've been fielding them all week. So any questions, issues, or concerns about this, or really any employment law issue, now is the time, now is the place to get those answers. Take advantage of the fact then I'm here just for that purpose, to answer as many questions as possible. Uh, I, I deal with this. I know I know this area. I understand it. So let me help you deal with it as well. And, of course, if we can't get your question answered today because we don't get to it, not a problem, you can absolutely contact me like so many others have, off-air, email, phone number. We'll give you that information uh, throughout the show, so stay tuned for that. But this is about answers. And, you know, before we actually get into mandatory vaccines, let me start with some situations that came across my desk, kind of regular employment law issues, but certainly those issues that I know many people may face as well. So the first matter I'll tell you about has to do with the gentleman who had uh, found a job actually uh, just uh, earlier this spring, and uh, he had signed a a 12-month agreement with the company. He was going to provide a certain sales support for this company. Mm-hmm. They needed him for a year. He signed a one-year contract. Well, uh, unfortunately, for all involved, about a month into that uh, agreement, the company realized that because of COVID, they don't really need this role. It's not going to provide value to them. So they, they wrote him a very nice letter saying, listen, we've tried. We looked into into making this work. But we're going to have to part ways with you because you've you've COVID has impacted things. We're not going to be able to keep you. 
and you know uh, we feel bad, so we're going to give you one week's pay. Uh, off you go. So uh, he called me, and there's no hard feelings here. He wasn't blaming the company. They weren't bad people. He just wanted to understand his legal rights. So I, I hope that our regular listeners know what I'm about to say, but if you're not a regular listener, you may be surprised. So he signed a 12-month contract. They let him go one month into that contract. What happens with a contract like this, we call this a fixed-term contract, is that if you are let go before the end of it, you still have to get paid the balance of the contract. So for, so for this person, John, he was let go one month into a 12-month contract. His employer has to pay him for the last 11 months. He's worked there for one month. They have to pay him another 11, even though they've decided that they don't need him. Now, why? It's because they chose to enter into a 12-month contract. They didn't need to do that. They simply could have entered into a regular employment agreement saying, well, you're going to work for us until we don't need you anymore. At that point, you'll get what you're owed. They decided to do a 12-month contract, so they have to pay the balance. So it's very important for everyone to, to remember this, employees and employers. If you do sign a fixed-term contract, you have to get paid that balance if you're let go before. And my biggest... Uh, a case like this that I ever saw was someone that signed a four-year contract uh, once and it was let go three months into it. John, he had to get paid the balance, which was three years and nine months, even though he only worked for three months. So these things do happen. Very important to keep that in mind. It's a nice holiday right there, three, nine, three, uh, three plus years for not doing much work for sure. Look, we're going to talk about mandatory vaccines and all about that topic very shortly, but you had uh, you had one other thing you wanted to cover before we get to that. What is it? Yeah, uh, another gentleman that I spoke with, he had been put a while ago on a temporary layoff or infectious disease emergency leave by his employer because of COVID. A few months later, he finds another job. Company finds out through LinkedIn that he's working somewhere else. And they contact him and they say, will you be coming back to work if and when we call you back? He says, no, because I got another job. So they write him a letter saying, yes, you've resigned, goodbye. Uh, And this gentleman called me. And he wanted to know, is this a, really a resignation? Well, it's not. The reason it's not a resignation is because he was actually terminated, mm-hmm. at least in the eyes of the law, when he was put on that temporary layoff. So whatever he did after he was terminated doesn't change the fact that he was terminated. You can't quit after you've already been let go. So because he was let go when he was put on that layoff, he's actually owed severance. His employer thought that's a resignation. Uh, it's not. And the reason I'm mentioning this is this is a very common situation. If you've been put on this temporary layoff, uh, whether it's recently or even at the beginning of COVID, that is something that gives you the right, if you want it, to treat that as a termination of your employment and get severance, even if you found another job, even if you were called back to work after and didn't return, because that layoff initially was a termination. If you'd like to get that severance or even discuss how much you're owed, you know what to do. You give me a call. Reaching out to Lior, of course, uh, anytime, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get into our discussion all about mandatory vaccines again once we start going through some of these talking points. You're probably going to want to reach out and ask some questions, which is uh, great. We uh, we encourage that. Mike, thanks for standing by. Uh, how are you, pal? Uh, hey. Stressed out like everyone else. What's going on? What's on your mind? Uh, so, Leo, I appreciate you uh, being on the show. I just have a few quick questions. I know you have a lot of callers. 
one of the questions is if you are let go by a municipality, say the city of Toronto, for not uh, receiving the second dose of the vaccine, um, are you entitled to severance pay? So, Mike, you mentioned City of Toronto. So, can I take it, therefore, that you're part of a union? Yes. So, that's that's the issue here, because I can tell you that in a non-unionized situation, you're absolutely going to be owed severance, potentially even some human rights damages, because it's very questionable whether such a policy is even legal. But if you are part of a union, the only one that can pursue entitlements is the union. Now, the union could potentially even get you reinstated. They can get you compensation, but that's assuming the union is interested in doing that. Some unions, for example, the TTC union, have said, yeah, we're going to fight this really hard. Other unions have said, we're not. I don't know what your union is doing, but if they're not going to pursue it, if they're saying, no, we're cool with this, unfortunately, you're not going to have many options here, and you're not going to get compensation because the union is the one that has the ability to do something about it and the only ones that have the ability to do something about it. You understand what I mean? Yeah, and if we feel that the union isn't representing us as they should be, the we only have recourse, The only recourse then, and it's not good recourse, I'm going to be honest, is you can file a complaint against the union with the labor board. It's called a duty of fair representation complaint. The problem with that is these are difficult types of cases and they're very rarely successful. But you can't say, well, the union's not helping me, so I'm going to just hire Lior to represent me. Unfortunately, you cannot do that. The only thing is you can try to get the labor board to order the union to help you. The problem with being unionized, and I've said this before, and this is not a political statement, the problem with being unionized is that the union is the only one that has the right to pursue entitlements. You, the employee, do not have that right. Okay, so question is, the city of Toronto has come up with a statement saying that by September 13th, you have to inform them mm-hmm. of your vaccination status. So what if an employee says, I'm not telling you what my status is? Well, I'm, I'm assuming what the city of Toronto is going to do at that point is they're going to let the person go or at a minimum put them on an unpaid leave. And I can tell you that that's probably not legal. But again, the issue here is what do you do about it? Uh, everything is legal unless you have legal recourse. And if the union won't do anything about it, then I, I hate saying this, but you just don't have many options. So I, I would talk to the union, understand what the union's view, and push the union, but that's the only recourse you, you have. You otherwise are risking losing your job. Mike, appreciate your time. I want to slide in one more before a wee break. Jin, thank you for standing by. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Beauty, what's on your mind? Well, my wife um, ended up with, um, and I may be calling uh, back in for your injury uh, show as well on this one. Um, She's off work. Uh, Doctor has wrote her off completely and said that she's not to be working at all. Unfortunately, she works for a big conglomerate. It is on unionized. And they're making her come back in and to be uh, what they call a super user for a new program that they're doing. Now, she's not to be using her hand for anything. She wears a splint full-time on it, and they've got her coming in and, uh, you know, writing things, working with a mouse, keyboard, that type of stuff. Um, what is her recourse here? Because they're saying if you don't come in, your short term is cut off. 
So uh, ultimately, it comes down to her doctor. So if her doctor says, I understand the role, I understand the responsibilities and, and the demands of this particular job, and she cannot do it. If that's what the doctor concludes, number one, they can't make her come in. They can't threaten her. And if she can't work, they can't cut her off on a short-term or, or long-term disability. So she needs something very clear and to the point from her doctor. At that oh, point, if they still give her a hard time, then you have to call us or she has to call us. Yeah, it, it's very clear. It, it specifies that she cannot use her hand for specifically typing, writing, um, any repetitive motion, um, and on and on. And they said, well, you better get efficient with your other hand. Well, then I, I would still go back to the doctor and have him address this new role. The doctor can say, I understand she's doing this typing role, whatever the role is. She cannot do it. So I know you have the initial one. I'd like a second one that addresses this specific role they just gave her. If she has that, they, they can't say that we misunderstood or it was unclear. Clarity is key here, and she is protected if she has that doctor's note. Jen, appreciate the time. We gotta let you go, though. We gotta take a short break, squeeze one in, and Lior did mention following up with him and uh, his team a little later on. You could do that. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. It's the Employment Law Show. Lots more coming up. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And thanks for hanging in there. So much to get through. If you want to contact Lior, co-founding partner Sam Firu, Tamark and LLP and his crew, you can do so anytime confidentially. Get the advice you need, compensation you deserve. You have questions about your employment rights, the place where you spend eight hours a day, generally reach out and call them. They will take care of you. They've helped tens of thousands of Canadians get results. I'm telling you, that's why we've been doing this show for nearly a decade. But we'll get to uh, to more of your questions here. You can also email anytime. That is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website that was completely built uh, for the purpose of educating you, absolutely free and anonymous, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Wrapped up in there is the severance pay calculator. Probably familiar with that over the last several years as well. We'll tell you exactly what you are owed, the compensation if you are let go, uh, all that available, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But all about mandatory vaccines. Okay, let's try to uh, get through some of this, uh, this business because it is confusing. Number one, in Ontario, what is going on? Has the Ford government implemented mandatory vaccines because i know there's been a lot of news over the last couple of days with this leo so this is you know it, it is confusing but i'm going to simplify it uh the government of ontario implemented something for, for healthcare and, and other industries something called uh mandatory vaccine policy so if you just read that title that tells you it's mandatory vaccine well what else do we need mm-hmm. to know well no not so fast <laughs> they have not implemented mandatory vaccines what they've implemented is mandatory policies for certain industries, not mandatory vaccines. So as we speak right now in Ontario, there is no government mandate for for vaccines where you have to be vaccinated or you lose your job. What the Ford government has done is for certain industries, mainly in the healthcare uh, world, they've implemented a mandate that says that if you do not get vaccinated, you're going to have to undergo regular COVID tests, weekly, potentially COVID tests, and you'll have to provide a negative test to continue working. But what they have not done, not for healthcare, not for any industry, is created a a mandate that says 
you cannot work unless you are vaccinated. So that's something that I think a lot of employers are confused about, even uh, employees, employers, maybe even the government is confused about. But as we speak right now, there is no government mandate. Now, that could change any time. Things have been changing right. very quickly in this COVID world that we've been living in. You know, the government initially said no vaccine passports. Now we hear that they are going to have passports. But as of right now, there are no government mandates requiring employees or employers to impose vaccinations uh, on employees. Well, you did mention the employer. So can your employer let you go if you have not been vaccinated? So despite what I just said, that there is no government mandate, a lot of employers, and I do mean a lot of employers, have decided to take matters into their own hands and decide that they're going to impose mandatory vaccines. So they're going to create rules that say that unless you've been vaccinated by a certain date, you cannot work here. In other words, we are going to let you go. Well, here's the thing, John, that in many cases, if not most, is actually not legal. That may be considered a human rights violation. Now, this is nothing to do with whether or not vaccines are good or not. I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a politician. I can just tell you what the law is. And as the law stands right now, that could be a human rights violation, a breach of the human rights code by imposing mandatory vaccines. So if you are let go, keep in mind, John, there's nothing you can do to physically prevent your employer from letting you go. If you are let go, you may have legal recourse. You may be owed certain damages. Uh, so... I don't don't know that employers are actually understanding that. They may think that it's perfectly legal and there's no exposure, and they may end up having to pay some hefty bills, if you will, to those employees that they decide to let go because of the fact that right now we do not have a government mandate that creates uh, or that requires vaccines. So it's basically up to the discretion of the employer. You're saying the, the, the province hasn't said, oh, no. All employers, you must do that. They are making their own rules, I guess, for for lack of a better term, right? Well, if there's a government mandate, then the employer has no choice in the matter, right? So regardless of what the employer wants or doesn't want to do, they have to follow the mandate. It's simply the way it is. If there isn't a government mandate, and again, right now there is no government mandate, then an employer that does, does take matters into their own hands, if they decide to let someone go because they haven't been vaccinated, they're actually potentially doing something illegal. A lot of employers are doing it anyway. They may say, we don't care. We say, we don't, we don't uh, worry about that. We'll do it anyway. Fine. But that comes with legal liability. So if you have actually been let go because you haven't been vaccinated, especially if you're in a non-union uh, workplace, that may be illegal. Continuing our discussion about uh, mandatory vaccines in between, though. Your calls are very important. Sarah, thank you for standing by. Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? I just wanted to ask because my understanding was, you know, even the word mandatory, that's not a law. Mandated, not a law. Ordered, not a law. Um, is that true? Well, no. If the government mandates something, then it's the law. You can call it whatever you want, but the businesses have no choice but to comply with the mandate because if they don't they can be shut down they could be fined heavily so if it's a mandate an order uh, a requirement that the government creates then for all intents and purposes it's the law now it's very different than an employer that mandates something that may be illegal but if a government mandates something for all intents and purposes it is the law in the sense that you really don't have the option to say 
thanks but no thanks. I'm not going to follow it. So a law, that means a law has been made. Yes, for all intents and purposes, a law has been made. Uh, government does have the ability to, to require certain things to happen. They don't have to do that necessarily just through legislation. There's other options they have. So, yes, if the government mandates it, it's the law. Okay, then. Thank you for your time. You take care. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Appreciate yours. I, I think there's still a lot of confusion as opposed to mandating you getting the jab in the arm or them simply mandating that the employer, whoever that may be, has right. to have their protocols, right? That's, yes. That's the, different. Yeah. Exactly. The government can't actually go to an employee and say, uh, we're going to come, we're going to bring the doctor to your house and mandate that you have the vaccine. No. Mm-hmm. But what the, the employer can, or the government can do is mandate the employer to say, you're not allowed to have employees working for you unless they've been vaccinated. And at that point, an employer in that situation really has no choice but to say, hey, our hands are tied. We can't have you. We simply cannot. I'm not allowed to have you unless you've been vaccinated. But, John, this is only theoretical because there is no government mandate right now. There isn't a government mandate. Now, the federal government said that they're going to impose some mandates for certain people that work for the federal government and work in transportation. By the way, we're still not even clear what that mandate is going to contain. It may not be mm-hmm. going as far as saying that you will be fired unless you, uh, unless you get a vaccine. But potentially for those employees, that may be a mandate. For other employees, most employees, certainly here in the province of Ontario, there is no mandate. Reaching out to Lior and his team anytime. Again, I'll give it to you. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You can have a more private, lengthy conversation anytime you wish by calling that number. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Never mind an employer forcing you to to get vaccinated, for lack of a better term. Can they even ask if you've been vaccinated? So in Ontario, we have a statute, legislation called the Occupational Health and Safety Act. That statute does a number of things. It requires the employer to keep the workplace safe and it outlines what an employee can do if the workplace is not safe. But another thing it does is it says that an employer is not allowed to ask for personal medical information. And it goes beyond that and says that an employee that uh, an employer that does that and penalizes an employee, fires an employee for not providing personal medical information is breaching the law and that employee could be reinstated even after getting damages. So, no, as things stand right now, an employer cannot fire you or demand that you answer whether you've been vaccinated. Now, that can easily change if and when the government of Ontario decides to change it. They have not changed it, uh, and until they do, it's actually illegal for your employer to say to you, if you don't tell me your vaccine status, I'm going to let you go. So that's something employers have to remember. And, And what I tell employers, John, is this. If you're concerned about COVID, and as you should be, and you want to protect employees, here's what you do. You tell employees, you have a right to tell us if you want, if you've been vaccinated or not. We're not going to punish you either way. But if you, either if you haven't been vaccinated or you choose not to tell us, which is cool, we're simply going to ask you to do regular COVID tests. We're not going to fire you. You're not going to lose money. We're not going to put you on a leave. But because we don't know, we're going to have you have regular COVID tests. That is going to be on site. You're not punished. You're not fired. You're not being made to give the answer. The employer is simply taking precautions. So I think employers should do that. What I've seen, though, is employers taking that extra step and say, unless you tell us, 
we're going to fire you. That is not legal. And in fact, an employee that is in that situation could potentially get reinstated. So if, if they go down that route and say, you know, what you just said, if the person says, okay, even then I'm not complying with your test. I'm not telling you if I'm vaccinated. You can't tell me to get a needle in my arm. And I'm also not going to do your test every week when I come into work. Is that grounds to be terminated without compensation? In that situation, the employee has gone too far in the sense right. that an employer is expected to do something about this this pandemic of ours. And I think our courts are going to say, well, you know, mandating vaccines, too far, but requiring COVID tests, regular COVID tests, not too far. So it would not be illegal, it would not be, to let someone go if they refuse to have regular COVID tests. That said, that said, despite the fact that it would be legal to let someone go, that employee would still be out severance. And remember, severance, depending on how long you've worked there, could absolutely be up to two years pay. So you may well be owed severance even if you refuse uh, COVID tests. You, it wouldn't be a human rights violation. You're not going to be owed human rights damages. You're not going to have the right to be reinstated because it's legal to require you to have COVID tests. But the fact that it's legal doesn't deprive the employee from severance. And I don't believe, John, that employers realize this. I think employers believe that they can simply let someone go without severance. That's illegal. We are cleaning this up for you. I know it's confusing, so feel free to add to the show. We'd love to talk to you. We'll take a short break and get lots more to it. Uh, email address, by the way, is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website, simply employmentlawyer.ca. We'll give you, uh, give you resources to catch our TV show as well. We'll continue. Lots more is coming up. This is the Employment Law Show. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. He is the co-founding partner, Sam Firu Tamarkin, LLP, easily reached at 1-855-821-5900. Discover your rights as well. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Free, even before uh, making that call to Lior. We'll take another call because that's uh, that's the way it works. You make the show that much better. Josh, thank you for hanging on for a few uh, few moments there. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, sir. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, a quick question, I guess. Uh if a company makes a rule or if there's a mandate for something to be fully vaccinated for workplace by, say, September 30th, um, and I get my first dose September 25th, are they allowed to say, oh, I'm sorry, you're not fully vaccinated, you're out? Or do they have to give me time past that deadline to get my second dose since you have to wait for whatever it is, three weeks to a month? Well, you asked, are they allowed Keep in mind that they're not actually allowed to to mandate a, a vaccine, period. Arguably, that is uh, illegal. But to answer your question specifically, if the company says we're going to require you be fully vaccin- vaccinated by the 25th of September, because it's already illegal, well, they could continue with that and simply say, too bad, you're not doing it by the 25th, you're out of here. I think most employers are going to be accommodating and say, fine, we'll extend it or maybe allow you to take a few days off so you can get fully vaccinated. But ultimately, you can't stop your employer from letting you go. You can only deal with the consequences if if they do let you go. 
So I would talk to your employer. I think most of them are going to be perfectly fine if it's a matter of a few days, but ultimately the employer is going to have to decide that. Yeah, I just don't trust people to be reasonable. So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. If it's fair a government enough. mandate, is you think like is there a, they have to give you time or? If the government comes at some point and says, and by the way, they haven't, but if at some point they say, I don't know, by September 25th, everyone has to be mandated to con- or vaccinated to continue working, the employer at that point could legally let you go if you're not vaccinated by that date. Of course, most employers I would expect would say, fine, we'll just have you on a leave and then come back to work. Since you've already told us you're vaccinated, you have, or, or that you're going to get vaccinated, you have your appointment booked. But legally, they could let you go if you're not on time if there is a government mandate, which, as I said, right now there isn't. Yeah. All right, man. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks, Josh. Enjoy the rest of your day. Again, you need to reach out further if any more questions come to mind. That's uh, that's really simple. one 821 5900 it's a busy topic we knew it would be it's couldn't possibly be any more current on this show today for sure talking about uh, mandatory vaccinations and everything surrounding that can can your employer demand that you have regular covid tests if you're not vaccinated we mentioned that you know i i, I don't feel like telling them that i've been vaccinated but uh, or whether it's one shot or two but can they just say okay we get that but now we we are telling you weekly or semi semi weekly you got to get uh, you got to get tested through us yeah, listen, if, if you had asked me this question pre-COVID and you said, can my employer demand that I have regular medical tests in order to come to work? I would have said no way whatsoever. But, you know, the last year and a half has changed things. We're dealing with a worldwide pandemic where, you know, millions of people have died around the world. So an employer is going to have more flexibility than they otherwise would have to demand medical tests. And yes, an employer that says you need to have regular COVID tests will be doing something that is legal. They would not be breaching the law or imposing some discriminatory uh, rule. So that is something an employer can do, keeping in mind, of course, that if you ultimately don't do it and you are let go, you are still, you, you are still going to be owed severance. But there will be nothing mm-hmm. illegal about the employer saying, uh, I need this once a week negative test you don't have to be vaccinated we're not going to make you but as an alternative to that we need these negative tests that is fine get to another call tatiana thank you for standing by how are you today hi well i had better days but thank you for asking (laughs) okay go ahead I have a very quick question. Um, I do understand that it's not mandated, as of right now at least, uh, to be vaccinated in order to perform uh, duties. My question would be, if somebody is working on a contract, um, is it still applicable? So on a contract, you mean they're an independent contractor? Um, Well, it's just a company um, that my husband works for. Um, has a temporary position, I should have said better. Yes, it's a temporary position, Mm -hmm. six-month contract. And I'm just wondering if um, it is applicable. So, yeah, the the same rule. Everything that we've talked about on the show would apply in that situation, would apply to your husband that's on that six-month contract. Absolutely. In that if they tell him, you have to be vaccinated or you're out of here, that's arguably illegal. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they do have a right to tell him to do regular COVID tests. And if okay. he does lose his job, 
one of, at, at minimum, he'd be owed the balance of his contract. So if he was on a six-month contract, however much time left is on the contract, if he loses it, they have to pay him that balance and potentially additional damages, human rights damages, if he loses his job because he's not vaccinated. Okay. I thank you so very much for your time. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Tatiana. It's really nice of you to uh, take the time to call in today. We love having uh, you and everyone else uh, on the air here asking these questions because every time we talk about something like this, Lior, you know it's going to pique the interest of thousands of people listening. And some don't always want to call in and ask, but when you do make that call, you're you're asking for so many other people as well. As we continue our chat about all about mandatory vaccines Okay, what if you refuse to have a regular COVID test or you say, you know, once in a while, employer, I'll I'll give you a break and I'll have a test. That should suffice. Well, I I think that if the employer implements a rule, a COVID test rule, then you will lose your job. Okay, you will lose your job. Uh, And if there's no government mandate requiring the regular COVID test, you will have to get paid uh, your severance. Now, John, if you're right now, let's say you're working in healthcare. And the government of Ontario has said that you have to either get a vaccine or regular COVID tests. At that point, if you refuse, because you're under that mandate, you will lose your job without any severance. So the first question someone should always ask themselves if they want to understand, is this legal or is it not, is this. Is this covered by a government mandate? If what your employer is asking is covered by a government mandate, the answer is pretty much always going to be, yes, it's legal, or at a minimum, there's nothing you can do about it. If it's not covered by a government mandate, it may not be legal. So you have to keep those things in mind, but always ask yourself, is it covered by a mandate? And again, going back to my initial point, right now, as of this moment that we're talking, there is no government mandate here in Ontario that requires employees to get vaccinated. Keep them coming. We, I know you have mandatory or at least questions about mandatory vaccinations and everything in that sphere. Uh, bring them on. We'll take a short break and talk to you. Then we're going to get over to some email as well. That is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And, of course, the, uh, the website's absolutely free for you to use. Tons of employment law information and knowledge, education to be had. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll continue. This is the Employment Law Show. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Sam Firu to Mark and LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in this country. You can reach out anytime, not just during the show. 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Okay, it's getting busy. We've got to get right back to it. Wasting no time. Frank, you're first up. How are you? Hi, Hi how Frank. are you? Good. What's on your mind? Hi. Uh, yes, I, the question I, I, I wanted to ask is... Uh, I had an employee that uh, worked with me for a while uh, in management, management position, and uh, she went uh, on sick leave before Christmas. She has come back to work about, in, let's say, in beginning of July, uh, working in two weeks uh, that she resigned. Uh, she gave me two weeks' notice. That's fine. Uh, but uh, the problem is that the day after she resigned, she worked the day, then she went home and she sent me a text message around 10 o'clock saying that uh, 
he's not coming back effective immediately. Uh, my question to, to the lawyer is, am I, am I obligated to pay her wages after that? Because I had to go and do her job until I found a replacement. Well, Frank, you have to pay her up until her last day worked. So you have to pay her for what she worked, nothing else, because she resigned. But if she worked one day, you have to pay her for one day. If she didn't work beyond that, then you don't have to pay her for anything that she didn't actually work. I understand that. But because she left me stranded, she gave me two weeks notice, and then all of a sudden, she said, I'm not going to come back. Just like that. No. So the uh, the only thing you could do is... I, have, unless... I end up going to work. You know what I yes. mean? Unfortunately, there's nothing you can do. Listen, if you had a contract with her that says she has to give you two weeks' notice and she didn't properly, you could potentially take legal action against her for any damages. But that's only if you had a contract. But that still does not relieve you from the obligation to pay her up until her last day actually worked. Going to move on. Got uh, plenty to get through with the remaining time. Karen, you're up next. Hello. Hi, Karen. Hello. There you are. Hi. Go ahead. How are you? Hi. Good. I want to know how how legal is it that when somebody has been told by their doctor not to take the vaccine because they got so sick on the first one, how fair is that now if they make a mandatory vaccine? So remember, an employer doesn't have the right to make mandatory vaccine regardless of that. Now, if if you do have a doctor's note and the doctor doesn't even have to give a reason, really. Simply saying, for medical reasons, you cannot or should not have the vaccine. It would be that much more illegal for an employer to uh, let you go in that situation. And I do think that even if the government decides to impose mandates, which they haven't, they'll still allow medical exemption. So I think you're covered either way, but you need to well, have NBC, that doctor's note. In BC, they're not even allowing Correct. exemptions, which Correct. is very and, wrong. And do you know something? This... This PCR test is fraudulent. It's already been spoken by the World Health Organization and CDC have admitted that it's fraudulent. Right on the package insert, it says this is not for diagnosis. So for, mm. for employers to you know, insist that people have a PCR test on a regular basis, that's wrong too. In fact... This whole mandate thing goes against the Nuremberg Code. Uh, I'll, Karen, I'll, I'll leave the, 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 the political discussion. I can tell you from a legal standpoint, yes, they can demand that. Uh, and But if you have a medical exemption, certainly here in Ontario, unless the government here decides to do what they've done in B.C., yes, a medical exemption is a very powerful thing to have. Hi, George. Thank you for standing by. You are up next. How are you? Hi. I'd like to know what the legal interpretation is when Employers are only asking non-vaccinated to get COVID tests when we know the vaccine does not protect against getting infected. The vaccine, uh, pro uh, there's arguable uh, reasons, and again, I'm not going to get into the medical, but there's certainly evidence that the, that the vaccine does somewhat stop the spread and certainly protects the individual. So regardless no, of whether or not, we, we, but, 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 but hear me out. I'm not going to give you medical opinion. I'm going to give you legal only, and that is that an employer can require non-vaccinated employees to get COVID tests, and, and that's going to be upheld. You may disagree with it. I may disagree with it. It doesn't really matter. It's going to be allowed. Okay. Thanks, George. We'll, uh, we'll move on. Finally get down to, uh, to Mike. Hi, Mike. Thank you for, uh, for standing by for a few moments. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you very much. Leo, I, I, I totally agree with you with the idea that the uh, uh, 
you can't mandate your employees to get, and I'm an, I'm an employer, you can't empl- mandate your employers to, uh, employees to get vaccinated. Right. But is there an actual mandate by the government that you can allot, that you can force them to get tested? Only for, for people in healthcare. Yes, that, that is a mandate they have issued. Uh, but despite that, even in other industries, there have been some decisions in the unionized settings where the courts have said, or the, the arbitrators in those settings have said, it is appropriate to require regular COVID tests. And I feel very strongly that courts ultimately would do the same. Again, that has not yet come before courts. I'm sure that it will. Uh, so there's no government mandate for people outside of health care. But I absolutely believe that if challenged, that is something that will be upheld. The reason, the reason I'm asking is that when you said that you'd have to pay your employees severance, right? Um, if it's a mandated situation, I totally agree with you. I, if you, if that guy, if he's, if it's mandated that they have to take testing, they don't. You can leave them, let them go with cause. But right, right now, there's no mandate. Which why, which is why the employer would have to pay severance in that situation, even though the, the requiring the vaccine would be legal if there's no mandate and someone doesn't get the tests, and ultimately they lose their job, they would have to get paid severance, absolutely. So even though the mandate isn't there, then it's it's still legal for me to ask my employees to get tested, but, it, but the end result is if I don't ask them to get tested, because they are the ones who are going to infect my other employees, so if I let them go because of that to other employees, your belief is that the government's basically, or the law, the law, the, uh, law is going to back the employee for not getting tested as relates to severance and the reason for that is it's a change to the terms of employment the employer is changing the terms of employment by imposing a requirement and that's something that an employer doesn't have an automatic legal right to do so if an employee loses their job because they're not complying with this new requirement yeah that employee is going to be owed severance i I have very little doubt uh, about saying that that's, uh, but that just goes against almost every aspect of employment law in the fact no, that there are cut no. and dry cases. Hang on a second. There are cut and dry cases in employment law where if you if someone basically does it for cause, the guy gets let go without severance. Yeah, and but that's not that, this wouldn't be cause. That's why. It would not be cause. So what I said is exactly in line with employment laws. It's very difficult to establish cause. So, yeah, this would not be cause, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your perspective. Mike, appreciate that. You see, it's, uh, you open that can of worms about vaccinations, mandatory or otherwise, and you get a ton of great calls. Appreciate you all of your correspondence today on the show. You want to continue on now that we are done? Here's how you do it a couple different ways. First, phone number, one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca, the email address. If you shorten that to employmentlawyer.ca, firm website. Give you links to our TV show. I suggest you watch those as well. And then finally, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, that website free and anonymous too. We'll catch you next time, Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.